This is Todd Summerfeld. I'm a sales agronomist for CHS in Crookston, Minnesota. We are pleased to bring you the update from the Red River Farm Network, CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Monday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan. Mix of rain and sunshine is expected for most of Brazil over the next two weeks. World Weather Incorporated says although warm to hot temperatures and net drying will occur Thursday into Saturday, rainfall ahead of and after that period should be enough to keep soil moisture favorable for crop development. World Weather says Argentina will continue to see nearly widespread rains Tuesday into Thursday, with most areas receiving anywhere from one to three inches of rain. Mostly quiet weather pattern is expected for the U.S. Midwest over the next 10 days to two weeks. Some light rain or snow is expected from northwestern Minnesota to Michigan on Friday and Saturday. The northern plains will see a return of warmer than usual temperatures over the next two weeks with highs ranging from the upper 20s and 30s north to 40s and 50s south through next Saturday. Lowen and Associates market analyst Matt Hines says the wheat market seeing a bit of profit-taking here today. Topped out last week. We had you know really good rally going for the past couple weeks. You know, look at Chicago wheat, we rallied over 90 cents once we hit a new contract low at the end of November, and Kansas City wheat actually rallied over 80 cents. Uh, same thing, contract low was hit at the end of November. Minneapolis, about a 50-cent rally. We've had some good export sales. You know, China's bought, I believe it was over 40 million bushels of soft red winter wheat this past week. But, you know, starting to kind of top out, it looks like, and, you know, hitting some levels where we're becoming uh, what we would call uncompetitive again uh, in the world marketplace. USDA's weekly export inspections report for the week ending December 7th shows corn inspections, 712,000 metric tons. 39% less than the previous week, 37% more than the same week last year. Soybean inspections at 984,000 tons are down 16% from the previous week and 47% less than a year ago. Wheat inspections at 282,000 metric tons, 50% more than the previous week, 28% more than last year. For the marketing year, corn inspections are running 28% ahead of last year. Soybean inspections are down 16%, and wheat inspections are down 23% from last year. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack met with his Canadian counterparts during the climate change conference in Dubai. Vilsack proposed a joint meeting with the Mexican and Canadian ag ministries in 2024. Vilsack also offered hope regarding Mexico's ban on U.S. biotech corn imports. A new president will be in office next fall, and there is speculation the new administration will take a more science-based approach to the issue. Ever Ag market analyst Cole Adams says the livestock market continues to search for a bottom. It's kind of been a wild ride here trying to figure out these markets. Overall, this cutout on live cattle has kind of been working its way down and that's kind of been affecting what these futures have done, trying to find ourselves a bottom on this market. Feeders are, are kind of of the same opinion, seeing a lot of pressure on this futures market and cash market has been a little reluctant to fall down to the levels that we've seen these futures fall. 
U.S. beef exports uh, declined during October. There are some bright spots, however. U.S. Meat Export Federation and President CEO Dan Hallstrom. Mexico on beef continues to be strong, really hitting on all cylinders, food service, retail, etc. in Mexico. 10% growth in Taiwan for October, led by the chilled program business at retail. And Central America, uh, very similar to the pork side, Central America is on a real roll there as well. A very good month in October with growth of 23%. Beef sales to Taiwan up, but business is down for Japan, Korea, and China. One other factor as it relates to Asia is the uh, strong U.S. dollar, especially in Japan. But there have been some steps taken by the Asian governments to uh, strengthen their currencies against the U.S. dollar. Of course, to the extent that some of these local currencies strengthen, that, of course, makes our products more competitive. Minnesota State Cattlemen's Association will hold their annual meeting and convention on Friday and Saturday at Alexandria. President Jake Thompson says resolutions should be wide-ranging, and he looks forward to discussion with the membership. Actually, a fairly hot topic uh, right now about uh, predators. Um, they've got some resolutions that are dealing with some of the predatorial overrunning or, or population problems that we're seeing. Um, they've got a couple that we're uh, looking at trying to update and maybe simplify some of the equip programs a little easier. Um, you know, a few different ideas like that, I guess, kind of that, you know, it's it's something that uh, everyone's probably involved or doing something with, but we're, we're trying to make sure that we have policy as things progress here um, that is brought forth by the membership to say, yep, we agree with this angle or this angle or that or that. Thompson says the event should give producers an opportunity to learn ways that they can improve on their own operations. It's a fairly fun and active time to be part of the cattle industry, and this is a good way to come and educate yourselves on maybe bring something back to the farm or the ranch uh, that uh, maybe you can try and implement there or opens your eyes or gives you a a good idea to, to try and implement back. And that's really what this kind of this trade show is about, is uh, trying to be an informative informative process for people to come, um, network with other people, um, enjoy themselves. I mean, being in, at Arrowwood there, I mean, I know, I think there's a few families bringing kids because of the water slides and those type of things. So definitely can be a fun week here if, if, uh, if you're interested. And I highly encourage you to come on, come on down, up, over, wherever you're from, uh, come on down to Alexandria. Acres and shares reporting 205 American Crystal Sugar Company Sugar Beet shares selling during the week ending December 11th. The average price per share, $5,617 per share, with a high of $5,800 and a low of $5,600 per share. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Monday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. The Russia-Ukraine war initially disrupted trade flows. Risk remains in that region, but CHS Executive Vice President John Griffith is seeing a more normalized situation today. Israeli-Gaza war um, with Hamas is, is also creating some risk and disruption. Suez Canal transits and Red Sea transits are, are more risky and, and can get disrupted in some of the flows as well. And, and lingering in the background geopolitically, of course, is uh, China and Taiwan, you know, can continue to, you know, have some, some possible uh, disruptions that people are, are worried about as well. And this global uncertainty is keeping the markets on edge. It has, uh, you know, not uh, debilitated the system. Um, but it's, it's certainly made us uh, 
much more aware of the risk management that has to take place around the world in this uh, in the grain trade. Federal Open Market Committee is scheduled to meet tomorrow and Wednesday to discuss the economy. Most analysts are expecting the Fed to leave interest rates unchanged, but there may be some additional insight offered into monetary policy for the upcoming year. Reflecting on the past growing season, rugby area farmer Steve Frittle said it was a challenging year. We had three inches of rain all summer, and someone said, oh, you were hoarding all the rain. Um, But our our wheat and canola did really well, surprisingly. The beans probably uh, suffered somewhat, and the corn was probably average. So I guess, you know, all in all, we shouldn't complain about an average year. So all in all, we were pleased with what we were able to harvest. And Frittle is hoping for a better moisture situation this coming year. Snow doesn't always translate to moisture, but it certainly helps. But, um, you know, get them spring rains. I think we'll, I think a lot of the country will probably, hopefully, be in, in good shape. A new agriculture climate alliance has been formed. It includes farm groups from Australia, New Zealand, Brazil, Argentina, and a handful of Central American countries. Statement was released at the COP28 conference saying farmers are at the front line of climate change and failing to address greenhouse gas emissions would increase threat to food security worldwide. North Dakota Farmers Union's annual meeting will be held Friday and Saturday in Bismarck. We've got a pretty good agenda set. We've got a number of things with the property taxes. We have a farm bill, obviously, where it's going to go and what we're going to do next. Uh, Fairness to Farmers is a campaign we got on concentration issues. According to North Dakota Farmers Union President Mark Watney, Senator John Hoven and Congressman Kelly Armstrong are also scheduled to speak at the convention. Regarding the farm bill, Watney thought agriculture had some good momentum before it was pushed back for another year. I'm guessing if we can you know, get it back on the table and start talking in March and April or maybe even February, um, we probably have some likelihood to get some adjustments that would be very good for farmers and ranchers, uh, like increasing the PLC coverage levels or the, increasing the ARC payment levels. Uh, all those things could be good things. But if we get back all the way to August, September, where they're rushing it through, I, I, I think uh, you know, we might see the exact same bill. There's also some livestock reform and crop insurance. We'd like to make sure that continues on. So there's a number of things we've got going, but I'm hopeful we get the discussion going early enough so we can get it done before we get rushed to try to make a decision whether they extend it again or pass what we currently have. NDSU Extension Livestock Economist Tim Petrie says calves moving through the sale barn have seen bigger price ranges recently. There is a wide range in prices at the auction market for calves being sold, and so, uh, you know, please be aware of that, and it obviously depends on whether you're buying or selling. I suppose on the cheaper end, if you're buying calves to background, it might look at that, but on the other end, if you're selling, you know, make sure you're doing the necessary things, even though the market is still at record high levels due to the things necessary to get on the top of the market. Uh, you know, this week we're going to have over a $30 range in, in say, 550 to 6 weight calves that, you know, are the uh, same weight and grade. It's just all the different factors that affect them. Sharing what you are producing with those helping the market, your cattle can give producers an advantage if they are preconditioned calves. The longer we go, the more chance they're going to be weaned and to make sure they have the right shots and to provide the information 
when you get to the auction market. The buyers want to know things going on, so just don't haul them in and dump them off. Provide all the information you can and and uh, to, to make sure you're on the top of that market. Reporting agriculture's business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Congress facing a January 19th timeline to address four major appropriations bills, including the Ag, Ag Appropriations Bill. The remaining eight spending bills expire February 2nd. There's just nine days on the legislative calendar before that first deadline. Will Stafford, who is in the CHS Government Affairs Office in Washington, D.C., says this really is not a new phenomenon. It's been a long time since they've been doing things through, a, through what we call regular order in the appropriations process. But I also do think it's encouraging that um, there seems to be a lot of momentum on both sides of the aisle to get back to what that process looked like um, and do standalone appropriations bills for different topics like an ag appropriations bill rather than these, uh, these large-scale funding items that are kind of negotiated at the highest level. Margins are razor thin in both chambers of Congress, and that got tighter with high-profile retirement announcements in the past week. It really does mean, especially since we still do have a, um, you know, you do, do still need 60 votes in the Senate um, to get legislation across the finish line. Um, big picture items like the Farm Bill have to be bipartisan. Um, so folks are going to have to come to the table and, and figure out a way to hammer out the differences um, because we're not in an environment right now where one party is just able to push things through on their own. Japan's Prime Minister reorganizing his cabinet after it was reported the ruling Liberal Democratic Party hid 100 million yen in political contributions over the past five years. Four cabinet members and 11 other ministerial-level positions are being replaced. That includes the agriculture and trade ministers. Checking markets before we leave you this afternoon. We're seeing March wheat Minneapolis down 19 cents, 7, 10 and a half. Chicago March wheat's down 23 and a quarter at 608 and a half. Kansas City March wheat down 29 cents at 29 and a quarter at 631 and three quarters. March corn down four and a quarter at 481 and a quarter. July corn's down three and a quarter at 502 and three quarters. January soybeans 28 and a quarter higher at 1332 and a quarter. March 26 and three quarter higher at 1349 and three quarters. The uh, January canola in Winnipeg is uh, $14.20 a metric ton higher, six seventy four twenty Canadian. February live cattle up $1.82. The January feeder cattle are two oh seven higher, while the February lean hogs are down $1.97. Well, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Have a great day. This is the Red River Farm Network.